Greetings, Starfighter. You have been recruited by the Star League to defend the frontier against Sur and the Kodan Armada. Get ready? Prepare for blastoff. Victory Dust Starfighters, my name is Carlin Jones, and this is a Starfighter full movie podcast. And today we are going to be watching the 2021 animated movie Sing 2. Okay, so this is not my choice of movie. Uh, I didn't pick this one because today I brought along a very special guest, Jessica. Hello, Jessica. Hey, Carlin. Thanks for having me. Yeah, awesome that you can you can be here. Okay, so why have you never been interested to watch this movie? Because I can tell you right now, just looking at it, I have no idea what it's about. Just by looking at it, I'm, I'm not interested in this. Yeah, I wouldn't be um, either had I not seen the first one. But uh, I went to see the first one with some friends when it came out. Um, and I was just really bitter and kind of feeling really petty about the way it ended. Um, <laughs> so I just had... Did did not even care to check out the second one. You know, that's usually the case for sequels. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's actually pretty crazy. So, I mean, for me personally, I've kind of f- uh, fell out of love with animated movies, mostly because uh, they all look the same. So if they all look the same, I kind of don't know what's provided in that content and if it's for me or not. For sure. Yeah, I think. I feel similarly. I think I started to like distance myself from animated movies or be less interested in them um, around the time you started doing like the the 3D movies and you had those like glasses that you would just like dispose of at the end because it didn't really do anything for me. I didn't Mm -hmm. notice the difference. So it's like you're trying to do too much and I don't get it and it's not worth the extra money. Um, So... Yeah, I just kind of like grew away from animated movies. <laughs> yeah. Well, what's your what's your favorite animated movie of all time? Oh gosh. Um Why do I feel like it's something that's not 3D? <laughs> um yeah, they actually have never put this one out in 3D. My my favorite animated movie of all time is Lilo and Stitch. No, no, not Lilo and Stitch. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I just identify with Lilo in such a very deep and real and very spiritual way. Um, really? That's... <laughs> uh, yeah, I just I just love that movie. It makes um, me cry as an adult now. Um. Wow. Okay. We'll, we'll definitely get into that in the podcast because I can name yeah. two movies that can make me cry, like just on command. Um, okay. Yeah, Lilo and Stitch. That's interesting because... I do think it's a, a really good story. Uh, it's a good movie, but I found Lilo, like the older I got, the more I watched her throughout the movie, absolutely uh, annoying. I, c- I cannot stand her. Yeah, she's pretty insu- insufferable, um, which I don't know now uh, how I feel about relating to her in such a deep way. But I think uh, <laughs> what what blows my mind when I stop and think about it, the that whole movie takes place over the course of just three days and that's insane Mm, yeah that's a crazy weekend (laughs) yeah heck yeah yeah three days well hey that's what classics do i guess because it's a great franchise in in itself but lilo just needs to do better (laughs) she's trying yeah yeah 
All right. All right, Starfighters. If you want to watch this movie along with us, then you can watch it. I want to bet you can watch this on HBO Max or Netflix. It's going to be one of them. Universal uh, made this, so it's, it's going to be within those two realms. So with that said, we are going to start this movie in five, four, three, two, one. Awesome. Okay, so we were talking a little bit before uh, the podcast, and we both shared that we're WNBA fans. Yes. And you love Candace Parker. Yeah, that's my goat. She is, um, she is amazing. And literally the other day I was thinking, I'm like, yeah, Candace Parker, she's so awesome. But I think, honestly, she barely makes the top 10 of greatest all time. Who's, who's your, or who, I don't know, I'm not going to ask you to name like the top, the all 10, but like, who are the one or two you put above her? Um, I'm putting Sue Bird. Yeah. Tarasi. Okay. Maya Moore. Um, Sylvia Fowles. Tina Thompson. Mm-hmm. To oh, what is it? That's five. That's five already. I think. Hmm. See if I if I was just on WNBA.com right now <laughs> <laughs> looking at a roster. But um oh Cheryl Swoops, uh, hands down. Mm-hmm. Um and uh, I'll probably put God, I have to really think about it. But I mean, she's gonna make the top ten, but she would like barely be on that list. I feel that. Um, I, I like, <clears throat> like I, I said to you, this is really my first season, like really knowing about the W and learning more about it and following it. Um, so I'm not familiar with Tina Thompson and, and all that she did in her time in the league. Um, but whenever <laughs> I feel bad, because whenever I think of Tina Thompson, I just think of um, Pepper Pursley was interviewing a couple of former W players. Uh-huh. Um, and the the one woman was naming her former teammates and she named two one was Cynthia Cooper there was another one and then she's like oh and who's the other one oh Tina Thompson and it was just like incredibly awkward um but also it was like so cringy but also so you couldn't help but laugh wow. uh yeah that's uh, unfortunately that's what I think of when I think of Tina Thompson wow yeah that's freaking crazy um I started to be a fan of the WNBA um, in 2014 because, um, okay. yeah, 2014, because I remember it because my favorite player of all time, or she's in my top three, which is Shoni Schimmel, if you've ever heard of her. <laughs> that whole energy she brought to uh, Atlanta during that time was absolutely crazy. Yeah, I haven't heard of her, but we'll definitely send me some highlights for sure. Oh yeah, she's like she's the the first uh, indigenous woman to ever play in the league. Okay. The, awesome. the yeah, the moment she stepped on the court, 
you just saw like a like just fans like indigenous fans that just came out of the blue to support and the energy the whole entire vibe change they made the playoffs she has crazy highlights honestly such a talented point guard and uh yeah she didn't last long in the league unfortunately due mm-hmm. to personal reasons but uh very memorable that's amazing Yeah, so I'm kind of lost on just how many animated movies there are that features animals. <laughs> yeah. Um, I've never heard of this movie before. I like don't two. remember. The, yeah, I don't remember the sequel being promoted as heavily as the original. Um. Yeah, yeah, I feel that way too, but it still made a lot of money, apparently. Yeah. Um, I kind of figured that this is going to be a musical. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, they definitely have a very healthy budget for the licensing and music supervision for these. Mm. Yeah, this is so Reader Rabbit. <laughs> yeah, wow. So, what is your? Uh, I say, what is your go-to streaming site? Because we're in a, such of a, a digital age of streaming now. Um, I would say probably Hulu, because um, I have the the Hulu um, Live. In place of cable, um, I stream from there mostly. But my comfort shows live on Netflix and Peacock, so I'll go between the three. Wow. Okay. I can honestly say I never go on Peacock. That's like not an mm-hmm. option. <laughs> uh, Hulu is like such an afterthought. Um, if I really want to watch like live hockey games, maybe I'll do that. But then I'll mm-hmm. just go on ESPNPlus.com. To, to do such but uh okay. yeah hulu and peacock i've never never took serious for streaming sites yeah if it wasn't for the office and parks and rec um i probably wouldn't have it i honestly it's probably just for parks and rec at this point because the office is on comedy central so much um that i can just watch it on on hulu live I've never got into Parks and Rec. After I finished The Office, I was like, this is amazing. And then uh, immediately they just throw something else that looks just like it. So it always uh, put me off. See, I had to do the opposite. I couldn't get into The Office, didn't get it. And then I watched Parks and Rec, loved that. (laughs) And then I was like, oh, let me go back and watch The Office now. And yeah, and then loved it. No way. Yeah. I've never heard that before. Yeah, I don't know what it is about Parks and Rec. Or it's probably just because it looks too much like uh, The Office. But, mm-hmm. I mean, the cast is pretty talented. Yeah, it also just takes a while for it to click. Like, the middle of season two is when it really came together. So, it was a big struggle for me to get through the first season. Mm-hmm.
You know who that character looks like? That dog with the glasses? Oh, I think I'm actually a little behind you. Oh, oh, it's no worries. <laughs> okay. But you do see the, the dog in the taxi, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm at 7.22. You're at 7.22? Yeah. <laughs> How did you get 20 seconds behind me? <laughs> I do not know. <laughs> uh, okay, yeah, no worries. Um, yeah, that dog. Have you ever seen an extremely goofy movie? Yes. Long time ago, but yeah, I see it. Yeah, you know who I'm talking about, right? That that librarian. Yeah. <laughs> this dog also reminds me of Kristen Wiig. Who's that? Uh, she's a comedian. She was on SNL, um, and she was in Bridesmaids. Oh, so are you? So you are you like really into Saturday Night Live? I don't know if I'm like super into it. I do love comedy. Um, I don't know, like in its current state, how much I love it. I'll still watch it, uh, but sometimes but the writing is like hit or miss for me still. Okay, yeah, I've never been into Saturday Night Live, like other than like the Eddie Murphy stuff from like the eighties. Mm-hmm. Other than that, it has not been funny to me whatsoever. Yeah, I feel that, and I hear this from a lot of people too. Um, I watched a documentary though on. Um, Oh, um, now her name's escaping me. Let me look it up real quick because it's going to bother me. Um, oh, Gilda Radner, one of the original cast members. Um, oh. And it was just so cool to see her story and like how she helped form Saturday Night Live and, and hear from the other original cast mates. It was just really incredible. Hmm. Yeah, I always felt that Saturday Night Live never had any competition during its entire run. <laughs> That's why yeah. it's lasted for so, so long. For sure. Um, uh, I want to guess that the plot from the first movie is going to happen again in the second one. Probably something very similar. I'm sure. I'm sure it's going to be like the same formula. Yeah, I'm trying to follow along, and it's so far it's just visuals. Yeah. Okay, so if you were a part of this world, what animal would you be? Oh. I think I would be an elephant or a wolf. Because those are my favorite animals. Those are two very different animals. Yes. <laughs> I, w- I, l- I want I want to be an elephant just for the, the memory aspect of it. Okay. Because their, their memory uh, is uh, so freaking amazing. And I want to be a wolf because wolves are just freaking cool. Yeah, I think... I would have to, I think I would be a llama. What? Because, (laughs) yeah. Or like, no, I'd be an alpaca. Because people would be trying to figure figure me out and be like, is it a llama or is it an alpaca? What the heck is an alpaca? Or alpaca. Alpaca. I will Google this. 
Yeah. And the things with alpacas is that they just kind of look like they're smiling, like soft smiling all the time. Um, so you could be like seething internally and no one can tell. Uh, I can't believe this is going to be your animal of choice. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. So they would have to be like a part of the llama family, right? Yeah. That's pretty crazy. Would it be weird to think about what, like, if I was living in that world, what animal I would date? Because <laughs> 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 I'm just. I mean, I think I I get it. <laughs> I mean this this porcupine that's on the screen right now. Obviously, it's an animal, but they try to make it look human in a sense. So you yeah. can tell it's like a woman. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know how that would work, though. I don't know how anyone would date a porcupine unless, you know. Right. I mean, your your love language can't be like can't be physical touch. Right. You get hurt all the time. That's a good one. What are your love languages? Um, In terms of like giving love, it's quality time. And um, actually, no, now it's changed up a little bit. So. Regardless of giving or receiving, it's uh, quality time and acts of service. Acts of service and quality time. I like that. I think for me, it's words of affirmation and gift giving. Okay. Yeah. I I do love giving gifts. It's like a sport for me. I'm always trying to like outdo myself from the last time I gave someone a gift. Um and I'll just like randomly think of something and start like, okay, like how can I like give this or like, I'll keep it in mind for the next birthday or Christmas and try to like make it as cool as, as possible. Um, <laughs> even down to like how I wrap it or present it. The whole thing's a sport to me. Mm. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a okay gift giver. I feel like, I feel like I can be creative but I'm not as consistent with it as I should be. Got it. Yeah, I feel like pigs would be fine to date in this world. Yeah, I mean this <laughs> this character, she's um she's a mom as well. So that was part of her storyline in the last movie was that she's like a housewife, but she's wanting to like sing and perform. Mm. So what's going on with this character? Is that an alligator? Or like a lizard? Oh, maybe an iguana? Uh, Yeah, that's a good guess. I was just trying to figure out what's going on with her eyes. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Thus far, this is kind of no different from Zootopia 
for me. Oh yeah, I see. I see that. I saw that too with with the same group of friends, actually. Mm-hmm. I wonder if they live in America. Red Shore City. For some City. reason, that kind of. For some reason, I thought they were in like Australia. Oh, like okay. that's just kind of where I just like placed them. Okay. That makes no sense. clue though. Yeah, I would. I. Australia is like one of my top places to never visit. <laughs> really? Why? It's like the capital of spiders over there. True, true. And I hate spiders, so uh, yeah, I would not enjoy that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can't I can't deal with anything that has more than two eyes. That's fair. Yeah, more than two eyes and anything that has like hair that I feel like it shouldn't have hair. hair that you sh- that has hair it shouldn't have hair yeah because that really creeps me out when insects have ha- hair okay yeah insects like even like little like caterpillars like where they're being fuzzy it, it does i don't like that So I know we're talking over it, but I'm still trying to figure out <laughs> what's going on. <laughs> Why is it? I think that is an iguana. okay so what are some of the worst animated movies that you've seen I don't know if I ever have watched an animated movie and thought this is the worst thing I've ever seen. Uh, there have definitely been some that I haven't cared for. Like, this is fine. But I don't know if I've ever, like, actively disliked any. Incredibles 2 is pretty bad. I, I did do that one. And I don't remember it. <laughs> Like, I, I know that I saw it. I don't really remember much of what happened. Oh, no, wait. That's, yep, that's the one where they miss his incredible, like, they they really shoved the feminist narrative down our throats. Oh, yeah. Like, I get it, and I appreciate it. it they just could have, they just could have not been, like, as aggressive with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the first one was pretty cool. And then, I don't know, I just, I kind of just fell out of love with Pixar movies. 
Um, they seem to be doing well now, but back then I always felt like, oh, like we're like, I want more black characters. I want more, you know, this and that. But then now they're doing that, but I've already hated them. So I'm like already out of Right. <laughs> Got to get back into it. Yeah, a lot of their stuff is like flopping now. People people did not like that Buzz Lightyear movie. <laughs> they put out a Buzz Lightyear movie? Yeah, the Buzz It's called I think it's called like Lightyear. Oh. Wait, you didn't know that? No. Wait, what? How do you not, How do you I, not know there was a Buzz Lightyear movie? I I don't know, but I that's news to me. Okay, I love these little guys. <laughs> so, she was just singing Adele, right? This horse, yeah. Okay. Adele is one of those artists that I legit... I don't know if I can name a song from her. And I feel like her album's good. I feel like it's just like one song on the album, and that's why people go get it. Yeah, I guess last one I know it was Hello, the one that she just sang. But yeah, I really just know like her singles. I've never listened to a full album. I feel like this is half of the movie's budget right here. (laughs) (laughs) Just copywriting these songs. Yeah. And something about just the flamingos and like singing Cake by the Ocean just feels so right. (laughs) Like it just makes that perfect sense. Okay, so I guess that would be me if I'm going to be a wolf. You'd be like the Simon Cowell? Yeah, but that's kind of weird how he's like walking like a like a human, kind of. Or not like, I mean, yeah. they're all walking like humans, but he's just freakishly tall for a wolf. Yeah. What a weird movie. (laughs) (laughs) 
I wonder why. I wonder why there hasn't been like any like insect movies. That's like three D animation. Yeah, because there was a Bug's Life, and that was great. And then they <laughs> did Ants. It's like the ripoff of a Bug's Life. Oh, Ants is better any... than Bug's Life, though. Uh. I'll have to go back and compare and contrast again. But there haven't been any insect movies since Ants, right? Not to my knowledge. I'm struggling to think of one. She kind of looks like Aubrey Plaza. Yeah. She's one of my favorites. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I freaking love her in um, Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. <laughs> I haven't seen that, but I watched... Oh. Um, have you seen her, her movie, Ingrid Goes West? No, I have not. That one's really good. Um, she had another one about... Where she was like working for an author who was like really old and he ended up passing and that one was fine. But there's a new newer indie one that she has out, um, Emily the Crim- Criminal. And I haven't mm. gone to watch that one yet, but I'm excited to. Okay. I'll tell you what movie not to watch with her in that I watched for the podcast. <laughs> it's one? called it's called Life After Beth. Okay. Yeah, I've seen a, that one on streaming somewhere, but I never been like I didn't I didn't know she was in it, and I also looked at it and was like, eh, I'll pass. Yeah, it's it's about this, it's about her being like a girlfriend to this dude, and she ends up dying, but then when she dies, she comes back as a zombie. Oh, and no because, Yeah, and because he's like not over her death and obsessed with her. He he still tries to keep the relationship going, and she's just a zombie. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's super weird. It's like randomly violent, and it's like oh. cameos out of nowhere. The movie doesn't make sense. Yeah, I'll I'll definitely be skipping that one. She was really good in Happiest Season the holiday movie that came out on Hulu a couple years ago oh. um, that had Kristen Stewart in it. They had this incredible chemistry. I love Kristen Stewart. I personally think before her Twilight days, that's like her best work. I've never seen Twilight. Neither, neither have I. I. Okay. Yeah, I was always team Harry Potter, and uh, I, I felt that I could only be loyal to one franchise, and I chose <laughs> The Wizards. Okay, so what Harry Potter house are you, then? Depending I've on your answer, placed... this podcast might end. <laughs> yeah, I've I've been placed in Hufflepuff. That was when the first, like, Pottermore came out and mm-hmm. then I heard they like redid it or, like recalibrated it. So I took it again like years later and I was placed in Ravenclaw. 
Okay. Which one do you identify with more? Uh, probably Ravenclaw. Okay. As long Raven- as it's not Slytherin, I'm fine. Uh, oh. <laughs> I was just going to say Ravenclaws are fine, but uh, I'm a Slytherin. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just I'm just happy you're not a Gryffindor. Why why Gryffindor? Because they just have everything handed to them. They're not brave. They're actual cowards. And they're uh yeah, they're I mean, goody two shoes. Yeah, Neville was extreme coward until the very end. He didn't get his confidence until he started to have like sex appeal. Yeah, I freaking love Harry Potter. I could talk Harry Potter all day. Who who are you taking to the to the U ball? Ooh. That's a good question. Yeah, I have all the Harry Potter questions. <laughs> yeah, for me personally, I'm, thinking- I'm taking Pravati. Yeah, she was pretty. Mm-hmm. I think I would take either Cedric Diggory, and that's another reason why I didn't. I refused to watch Twilight because I would only accept Robert Pattinson as Cedric <laughs> Diggory. I did not want to see him as a vampire. Um, Personally, I think you can Cedric- do better. Thank you. I would like to think that I can do better as well. Um, let's say other Cedric. <laughs> Or uh, one of the Weasley twins, just because I feel like it, they would be like pulling pranks and just getting into like a bunch of like mischief, and that would just be fun. Mm. Yeah, Pravati is who I would choose, and then if for some reason if she would reject me, I'll probably go for. Uh, oh, okay. I really would like to go with. Um, the that main girl from like the other school, like the all female school from like the Goblet of Fire. Oh, Fleur, F- the one yeah, that yeah, Fleur. Like Ron have a thing with her. I don't. I think he pretended to have a thing with her. Like in his mind, okay. there was definitely a thing, yeah. but in reality, there was not. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that'll be um, that'll be awesome. I was just telling uh, my friend who's a huge Harry Potter fan that I have a theory that Voldemort is actually the protagonist. <laughs> He's actually the good guy. And it's Harry what? Potter and his minions that are trying what? to do wrong. I can explain this theory to you because it's legit. It's so oh. legit. <clears throat> okay. So you have to you have to think about it. The Ministry, the ministry of Magic, right? They're like the government of the Wizarding World. Right. When everyone graduates from Hogwarts, they just work for the ministry. There's no uh-huh. individualism. 
There's no creativity in this world. It's just work for the government, work your boring job, do this and do that. And it controls so much of what happens in the wizarding world. Voldemort was literally trying to challenge that way of thinking. All right. He's trying to challenge right. it. He's trying to change the government. That's what he's all about. Um, I would honestly say look past the whole muggle killing because obviously us Slytherins, we don't agree with that. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah, we try not to think about that, but um, everything else, he, he kind of, he has a point. He has a point. Oh my God. I, I'm going to need to sit with that. For a while. I mean, I mean, think about oh my it. I got all these pigs. <laughs> Wait, these are all her kids? Do oh well I guess that makes sense. I guess pigs do give birth like that. Cause I know for a fact there are um more pigs on this world than there are humans. There are more than eight billion pigs on the planet. Yes. And just imagine That's how many are being slaughtered every day. Oh no, I don't want to think about that. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little too real. Mm Yeah, what an interesting movie. But um, I'm sure a lot of actors, they thrive to, to find work like this. <laughs> Just voiceover yeah. work. So do you have a favorite movie? Um, oh, sorry, I was very concerned and confused by this performance of boyfriend um <laughs> wait the bull yeah it just threw me threw me a lot uh for some reason um i love his hair my favorite, favorite <laughs> movie that's also really hard um Or at least just one of your favorites. Like, you can yeah. throw it on, and it's like a comfort movie. One of my favorites is definitely the 2019 version of Little Women. And I think that's partly because um, hmm. that came out, like, I I spent Christmas alone in Nashville. And that was the first time I ever spent Christmas alone. I wasn't able to go home because of work. Mm -hmm. um, so I went to this little indie um movie theater 
the the night it premiered and then I went again a couple weeks later because it was just so good or I thought it was so good so that's become one of my favorites and every time around this year I'll watch it I also didn't understand the fascination with Timothy Chalamet until that movie um so there's that Timothy who? um, Timothy Chalamet is he like a like a heartthrob Timothy and yeah, like he's he's not like a big guy, but I think it's really just like his face and his energy. Oh, this guy? Yes. <laughs> the way you responded, like yes. <laughs> <laughs> he's in something. Wait, is he in that Dunn movie? Is that that's uh, I think him. he was in Dune. Dune, there in... you go. I can't even pronounce it. Yeah. yeah, and then he was in Call Me By Your Name and Beautiful Boy with Steve Carell. Oh. I tried watching that movie, but I couldn't. It, I couldn't even last fifteen minutes in it. It just made me too like squirmy and uncomfortable. Mm. Yeah, I don't. I don't do horror movies. I don't like horror movies at all. Yeah. I like don't react to horror movies. Like I don't like physically react like jump or anything. Like I had a friend um make me sit down and watch Insidious with her. And that was the first like scary movie horror movie I watched. And she kept looking over at me to see like when I would react or how I would react and halfway through the movie she paused it and she I was like, What? And she goes, <laughs> You're not you're not doing anything. <laughs> I was like, What do you want me to do? I'm watching the movie. You're probably analyzing it. You're like, okay, if I was this character, how would I get out of this? <laughs> probably. I think the the scariest movie I've seen is probably Gone Girl. Because that was just, that was such a trip. Um, and oh. we ended up having... So yeah, are you like nuts. a fan? Are you a fan of like true crime? No. I because it gets it's just like too real, mm. um, and I think I would just get like in a rabbit hole about stuff and get really paranoid. Yeah. Oh my gosh, she lost an eye. I think it's covered in paint. There was like an, her her eye popped out and it was replaced with an apple. Oh, oh God. <laughs> I feel like this is also robots. You ever seen that movie? No. It's like that animated movie with like Robin Williams and uh, I think Ewan McGregor. Okay. Yeah, it was about them like, or one of the one of the robots goes into the big city, but uh, being inspired to uh, be a creator, an inventor, and uh, his 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 idol is like not ahead of the corporation anymore, and it's just like, uh, I guess just suits in charge, and Got they're just it. trying to get the the main creator back. Got 
It's actually a pretty funny movie. The, they had a quote on there that I've that has always stuck with me, and it was "Never try, never fail." <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Um, when I was in college, I I went to a um a small like, private Christian school, um, and you had to take like two like religion classes, and I took. I didn't grow up in the church or on religion or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, I went for the, and I just went because the program for my major was, was really great. Um, so I took like the, the easier group of the two paths. Um, and for the second class of that path, I took this class called um, Jesus and the, in the gospels and film. And what? all we did was watch movies and write group papers. Um, and the last movie that we watched for that class was Babe Pig in the City. Oh my God. Um, that is, that's that, what I told you earlier about movies that makes me cry. That's the movie that would make me cry really? on command. Absolutely. No way. Um, yeah, we, the, we were supposed to learn about community. That's, that was the lesson um, for, for that movie. Oh my God. And, my favorite quote from that that's the first time i ever saw that movie so oh it took God. me like i think it was 20 when i took that class so you know 20 years and it that's how long it took me to see that movie and i was just loving it eating up i was like this is i this is so great it's so funny <laughs> like i can't believe that i'm like getting credit to watch this movie i'm gonna have so much fun with this paper um and my favorite quote was when Babe goes, I'm not any kind of pie. I'm just a pig on a mission. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is a super cute movie. It's funny. It can be serious. For me personally, yeah. it's so emotional. Um, the scene that makes me cry every time is when the, the little dog Felix in the wheelchair he holds on to that lady's coat while they're like driving away with his friends. Oh. And then he like the car just like does like a <laughs> crazy left turn <laughs> and he just <laughs> flies across the street rolling on the ground. I'm like, no. <laughs> oh. oh my god. I'm even tearing up right now. <laughs> it's been a long time since I've I've watched that, so I'm gonna have to go back and watch it with just like a, a normal oh my non-academic don't lens. go back and watch it <laughs> <laughs> it is so yeah so that's one of the movies that can make me cry in command and believe it or not the second movie is rugrats the movie is it is it the scene where chucky is like looking up in the sky and thinking about his mom no no not that not at all <laughs> it's actually when um i think i think it's uh the rest of the babies were kind of like kidnapped by monkeys (laughs) (laughs) and then tommy is like having like a huge meltdown and he's like furious because of uh his his new baby brother dill so he like Mm -hmm. grabs the applesauce and he's about to pour it on him and it's like raining and the music's like really intense and then it mm-hmm. gets all sad because it's like you're not gonna do that to your brother. 
Oh my god, such a tearjerker. God, I loved Rugrats when I was a kid. My I wasn't allowed to watch a lot of like Nickelodeon or Cartoon Network, uh, but my mom loved to ha- that I watched Rugrats um, because as an adopted or only child who's very spoiled, um, she liked to use Angelica as an example of a very spoiled <laughs> only child of, and how I should not act. Um. So she she used Angelica's a lot of like what not to do, what how not to act. So she loved that. Um, yeah, That's a great and then example. I think yeah, lots of reverse psychology there. Um, and then, gosh, I think I was in college visiting home, and my mom all of a sudden it hit my mom that Tommy's brother's name was Bill Pickles, <laughs> and she just like lost it and could not stop laughing she was like crying she was laughing so hard um partially because it took her like a couple decades to realize that his name was dill pickles oh shit i just now get it i get it (laughs) (laughs) i never thought about that yeah what i just thought they had weird just weird names and it's like, where did they get that from? Because the, the rest of the family and the characters are like such like they're like odd, yes, but more like normal names, and all of a sudden you have a character named Bill Pickles. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. Did you ever did you ever watch the Rugrats all grown up? Yeah. Yeah, I watched that for a while. Yeah. I thought it was so crazy how like so much time has passed. And then literally one of the first scenes you see is like them looking at a picture of their grandpa. And I'm like, damn, he passed away. And then they get on the bus. He's just driving it. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, how old is this fool? Like he probably shouldn't be driving at that point. Absolutely. Absolutely. But yeah, that's that's interesting. Not allowed to watch Nickelodeon or Cartoon Network. So you probably you probably didn't grow up with like the Amanda show. I bet that was something you're not allowed to watch. I was not allowed to watch it. I would watch it at my grandparents' house sometimes. And then they'd be like, Would your mom let you watch this? And I'd say no. And then I would change the channel. <laughs> um but I do remember the um like the whole like i like eggs thing and the dancing (laughs) lobsters yeah yeah it's it's a unique uh sketch comedy show um yeah i personally think amanda Bynes was super talented so talented um yeah freaking the amanda show keenan and kel um, yeah, Nickelodeon had a, a really good lineup for a while. Yeah, they uh, SNL actually Kiki Palmer hosted last week, and they did like a sketch about um, earlier. They had a bit about Keenan and Kel. They basically it was like a reboot. Oh, <gasps> did they have Kel Mitchell on there? He made an appearance. Yeah, he came in at the end. It was oh, strange. Sweet. Like I didn't watch Keenan and Kel, but like I obviously know like how important it is and like how iconic it was. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but it was just like, I don't know. It, it was fine. <laughs> um, but yeah, it just made me think of, of that segment last week. Hmm, that's so interesting because I feel like you can ask anyone and they will say that Kel Mitchell was definitely like the funniest out of the two between, you know, okay. Keenan Thompson. But then yet, Keenan's definitely had the better career. But then yet, he tried to not associate himself with Kel for the longest. This movie. How in the world are we not halfway through this? (laughs) Oh my god, you're right. (laughs) We're almost halfway, though. Like, it's clear as day this movie is not heavy on plot. And I feel like if it's not right. heavy on plot, you don't need to have your 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 runtime so long. Right. Yeah. But that's really interesting. You're going to a, a religious college. So what did you what did you major in? I studied music business. Oh yeah, that's right. We did talk yeah. about this before. Yeah. So you have a passion for the music. <laughs> I I do. I I grew up playing viola and dancing. Um, so I've always been musically inclined. Um, just not on like the performing end anymore. Definitely mm. much more of the business side. Okay, that's nice. Yeah, I grew up playing the violin, but was never, okay. never good at it. See, I wanted to play the violin, but... And like third grade, when you had to sign up for what instrument you wanted, I was sick that week. You had to turn them in, so I got mine in late. And by then, all the violins were gone, so I was mm. like, "quote unquote" stuck with the viola because that's my second choice. But it ended up being like the biggest blessing in disguise because with so many less viola players compared to violin, I just had a lot more opportunities, and I just stood out more because mm-hmm. um, it was a smaller pond. Hmm. Yeah, um, in middle school, I didn't pick an instrument, so they just put me in orchestra. <laughs> so, gotcha. <laughs> I wish, I mean, looking back at it, um, my favorite instrument now is like the trumpet, so I wish I would have played mm-hmm. Yeah. So what are what are your um what are some artists you listen to? Uh, my favorite artist is Casey Musgraves. Um love her. Um and I've just loved Taylor Swift since I was like eleven. Um <laughs> and like she's probably my favorite. 
of all times because how long I've loved her. Um, but my relationship with her music has definitely evolved over time. So um, while she's still probably my number one all-time favorite, um, I'm just not as close to her music as it used to be. Um, but I mean, she's just such a generational talent. You is can't that, deny it. Is um, that because of how she does business? I think she's really smart in terms of business. Um, I think it's just a few of the albums that I didn't really connect with as much as I had previous ones. Um, but I love, love this last one she put out. Hmm. I don't think I've ever listened to Taylor Swift seriously before. If you want some recs, I can put them together for you without a problem. Um, Please. I had a, I, I made a playlist for work and decided to um, make it like, because we, we rotate every month, like someone new makes the team playlist for the month. So I decided to do mine of um, artists or groups that had a band member like born in December. So Taylor Swift's birthday is December 13th. And I went to choose one of her songs. And I was like, how am I supposed to pick just one? It was very difficult, but we made it. Mm. Yeah, I love making playlists. That's like what I do. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so Taylor Swift, Casey Musgraves. Who else is on that list? Maggie Rogers is really great. So is Phoebe Bridgers. Um, And these are mostly country country artists right or like um maggie and phoebe are more like um they're not country but they're also not like really pop more kind of like singer songwriter like waiting toward rock a bit um but i also the kind of like more wild card is that i still I'm obsessed with Bo Burnham's Inside. That whole album, it's so good. It's also kind of like a comfort album in a funny way. Um, hmm. And Harry Styles. Okay. All right. I'm seeing that you love pop music. <laughs> yes. Love pop music. And with them, it's all just like specifically on the writing. The writing is super strong. It's produced really well. Um, and I'm a big, as much as I love a good lyric, I think I'm also, uh, more drawn to melody. Um, yeah, that's kind of, kind of my taste. Hmm. That's pretty interesting. I do love pop music as well, but it has to be like, I don't want pop music. That's like filler, like that you would get in like bed, bath and beyond. Right. Um, Yeah, I love pop music. I would say I love almost all music because there's just so many genres out there. I just, it's impossible to know them all. Yeah, and they they blend. They can blend so much too. Mm -hmm. Um, In terms of like filler music, like I, I worked at the computer store for maybe like, almost a year like maybe like five or so years ago um and on the store playlist 
I mean, it was one of the worst jobs I ever had. I hated it. But what on <laughs> the store playlist, they had like five different Carly Rae Jepsen songs off of her album. I think it was Emotion. And I was like, I really want to, I know that this album is really good and I want to be able to appreciate it, but I'm hearing it so much that I just like, I hate it. It's, <laughs> it's now awful to me. And yeah. now it's become like when I hear it, it's like, this is that filler music that I would hear like all day, every day. Wow. Okay. So if you were to give me an album, like just any album for me to, to get into, what would it be? Any album. Oh, I think they're going to fall in love. Oh my God, over an ice cream cone. Yeah, but over strawberry ice cream, though, they could do better. At least it looks like it has like bits of strawberry in it. How she? I was, <laughs> I was just about to say, how's she going to get anywhere with her eyes covered? Well, that was unexpected. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, so one one album. What is one album that you will that you would uh, give me to listen to? And I will definitely listen to it tonight. That is a from near beginning to end question. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's such a question have, that maybe you don't have to answer now. You can think about it if you want. But if you have an answer, I'll take it. Yeah, uh, I'm going to I'm going to think about it. I have a few few of mine, but let me sit with it and I'll I'll let you know later. OK, awesome. Oh my god, it's the missing eye. Um, I'm willing to bet this guy was probably really scarred from the music industry. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> so I work in the in the in the film industry. And I can tell you right now that some of my favorite stuff to do are, are music videos. That's super cool. I've never um, been on like the like behind the scenes of music video. Um, but like I've seen, you know, like behind the scenes mm-hmm. videos of music videos and they seem super <laughs> cool. Yeah, they're usually like one day, one day shoots, and it uh, can be pretty. Uh, they can be a lot, but it, it's really fun to see, see it how how it goes down. That's one of my favorite things about like the industry is getting to see like see things through from the beginning of part of the beginning to the completed product, mm-hmm. um, and just to see like how it's reacted to and how it impacts people. Um, especially when it comes to like live shows, love, love that. And just seeing the energy that is created because of it. Oh yeah. I love listening to live shows, but I'm not a concert goer. 
Okay, that's interesting. Yeah, I I don't know. I just feel that I get a lot more hype personally when I'm listening to it by myself than when I'm at uh-huh. a concert and I'm just surrounded by people who all have different vibes. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I remember the last concert I went to was a J. Cole concert. Okay. Um, and yeah, I mean, it was amazing to see him live. He put a great performance. But um, yeah, I feel like, I don't know, I would I would have had a lot better just listening to the album at home. <laughs> <laughs> I was supposed to go see Chance the Rapper when he did another leg of the oh, Coloring Book tour. That would have been amazing. But then- yeah, and he, he's going to do it through arena here in Nashville. Um, but then COVID happened, so it got canceled. And I've yet to see Chance the Rapper live. And I, I haven't loved what he's put out since, so I think I'm okay with that. But mm. I'm just so bummed that I didn't get to see him during the Coloring Book era. Mm. Yeah, he. that is probably out of this generation – or probably the last two generations of music, I would never expect it, someone like him to fall off <laughs> of music. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely insane. I, I love his music. I'm a huge fan of his music. I'm even a bigger fan of his brother, of, of his music as okay. well. I haven't listened to Taylor, but I wanted to. So I'll have to be off to... I, I'm having a long drive coming up, so I'll have to add that to the playlist oh absolutely i in in my opinion his i mean obviously chances of coloring book was like awesome it was phenomenal but uh taylor bennett has definitely had better albums or just a better collection of music nice yeah A few months ago, he was actually in Atlanta at some some clothing store. And I'm like, oh, my God, this is like 20 minutes from me. <laughs> <laughs> I could totally go. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Have you ever have you ever met any celebrities before? Yeah, I've. um through some of the work that I've done, I've got been able to work with a few um, like bigger artists in like a smaller capacity. Um, but in college, I actually was able to fly out. There's a group of us um, to go work a bunch of Grammy Week events. So we did um, like radio remotes. So we just escorted artists around to all the different radio stations so they could do mm-hmm. interviews. And then we worked the Grammy red carpet too, which was like super cool. It's like the one event that you know, everyone in this organization at its school would yeah. like work toward all That's three or four years. Um, amazing. Yeah, it, it was incredible. Wow, that would be awesome. And um, I've always wanted to meet Fall Out Boy because that's like one of my favorite okay. groups of all time.
Yeah, still don't understand why this movie is so long. I don't either. <laughs> I love how the alligator in the background just like, what the hell was that? <laughs> wow. You know, I, <clears throat> I feel like that's what animated movies are nowadays, especially. It's just like little funny moments. The whole movie can be just mediocre but then just those one or two really, really funny moments. It's like, you know what? That was a good movie. (laughs) (laughs) She has problems. Koalas. It's an animal that doesn't get talked about much. You really don't hear about them too much, no. Except I do know that if a koala falls or like falls out of a tree or something, you should never try to catch it because you could die. Wait, like if I were to catch it, I could die? Yeah, like they could kill you because their claws are so sharp. Oh. So like if if you were if you went to Australia despite the arachnophobia, never, never and would a happen. koala <laughs> fell out of a tree, you would want to just run away or and just let it happen. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. That makes complete sense i think i read i don't know if this is like it still has the record but i think i read that the top animal for killing people every year is a snapping turtle interesting yeah i would have never guessed I think would have thought that it was like a hippo because people are so surprised. Like I, I, a lot of people just don't realize how dangerous they are. Oh yeah. They're pretty dangerous. Yeah. But I want to know how would, like, where would you go to get the opportunity to like <laughs> rush a, a, a hippo? Cause they're mostly in the water. Yeah, I feel like you have to be, like, on an excursion or, like, on, like, a safari or something. Mm -hmm. And you would just decide to, like, go see Hippo or maybe, like, you're on a boat in the swamp and it just comes up out of nowhere. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, Hippos are pretty dangerous. Um... Trying to think. I mean, technically, every animal is dangerous if you think about it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) They're all killers. Yeah, if you're in the wrong situation with any given animal, then 
you could easily be done for. Yeah, that's true. Um, I also feel like if I'm provoked enough, I can survive anything. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Like, for an example, do you watch Stranger Things? No, I've never seen it. Okay. I just started watching it. And let me tell you, you're not missing anything. It's so mediocre. But all these monsters that appear on the show, they like... They, they eat people. They have all these crazy powers and stuff like that. I feel that if these monsters would attack my dog, then it doesn't matter what abilities they have. They would die <laughs> like yeah. in an instant. I have a friend who um, they're, they were in the backyard with their dog. They had a small dog. And this other dog came out of nowhere and started attacking it. And she was trying to pull her dog away and separate them. And she just like ended up just like kicking the dog that was attacking her dog. Absolutely. And went flying. And she was telling me about it. (laughs) And all of a sudden she felt so bad for the dog, like the other dog. And she's like, I I kicked a dog. And I was like, yeah, you kicked a dog, but you did what you had to do to save your dog. I would have no sympathy. (laughs) No sympathy whatsoever. (laughs) So if you were to drop right now, all right, which you did, you can't catch it, right? <laughs> right. As if that would have took any time to just drop him. Right. <laughs> like it would have been quicker to drop him than to walk to the other side of the room and throw him in that room and have that short conversation. Why are, like, the animals in this movie are, like, either freakishly short or freakishly tall? (laughs) Right. There is no in-between. I cannot wait for this album that you're going to give me (laughs) during the podcast. I keep thinking about it. I'm like, oh, what genre? I'm like thinking, what genre is it going to be? But I know it's going to be somewhere mixed in with pop. I have a feeling. Yeah, it's tough. I have like there are like three albums floating around in my head right now. It's gonna, I, I'm gonna need a minute to figure out like after to figure out like which one, which one is the album, which one is it. Mm. Ooh, what? Okay, so what has what has been your album of the year thus far? Ooh, 
Um, because personally, yeah, I like to give I like to give little awards to myself and think like, oh, this is album of the year. This is song of the year. <laughs> yeah, I mean Beyonce's Renaissance, according to my um, Apple Music, like the the replay, it did come in as my most listened to album, um, and one of the songs was my most listened to song. Um, so it, like the, the top three categories, like Mm -hmm. Renaissance swept it. Um, but I guess by default, that is my album of the year. Hmm. Uh, Yeah. I don't know. I kind of stopped listening to Beyonce years ago. I mean, she's amazing. Yeah. But, um, maybe, you know, I take pride in staying away from, music that's like too pop yeah kind of like like too mainstream almost yeah yeah too mainstream yeah i get that yeah for me personally i think album of the year might be Taylor Bennett's album that just came out, mm-hmm. uh, which is called Coming of Age, and a lot of two older albums that I've discovered, which is uh, Maxwell's. Um, it's like his first his first ever album. Okay. Um, let's see what it's called again. That's right. Uh, Maxwell's Urban Hang Suite. Um, from listening to that beginning to end, that's pretty awesome. And then the second one is called Something for the People by the group Something for the People. <laughs> okay. We um, love a self-titled moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like um they're like an R and B group from the nineties that uh Okay. Kinda a lot of people just don't know about. I mean, I never, I never even heard of them, but um, yeah, the album is like really freaking cool. Yeah, I missed out on a lot of '90s music that, like, a lot of '90s pop and like R&B because I grew up on country music. Mm-hmm. Um, so I uh, actually did not know that genuine was a real artist and that pony was a real song um (laughs) i thought that both were made up for parks and rec uh wow yeah um one of my coworkers, i was working in a coffee shop kitchen at the time and they turned on that song and i was like oh this is that song from parks and rec and like they all stopped and just stared at me gave me a blank stare and i was like yeah, you know, like, and I described it to them, and they, like, they actually kicked me out of the kitchen for, for a minute. Um, I got myself kicked out for that one, but <laughs> I learned, I, I learned that Ginny Wine and Pony were very much real, mm. um, and I was exposed to a lot of outcasts, too, that summer, so I got a good education. That is amazing. I think... I listened to Outkast as a kid because my dad would always have it have it playing, and I haven't really. 
I never appreciated their music until I um, until I graduated college. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, they're phenomenal. <laughs> what animals are... Cleaners are... I don't know, but they're freaking me out because they're reminding me of Furbies. Mmm. Furbies. Didn't they used to come like in McDonald's toys? Yeah, they had the mini ones that came in Happy Meals. Yeah, they do look creepy, but um, I also felt like, wow, I bet they can really clean. <laughs> <laughs> like they probably have the energy, the natural energy level to like do a really thorough job really quickly. Mm hmm. That gorilla's voice is throwing me off. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like anyone can watch this movie. Like. Visuals off sound on and you wouldn't miss anything. <laughs> Probably not. piglets oh my god they're terrorizing that place you know what seeing this i kind of miss like serious uh animation movies kind of like all dogs go to heaven yeah yeah. I just remember that being so serious. <laughs> like, this is not a comedy. <laughs> Ooh, okay. So, what's your favorite soundtrack? Ooh. Because I've been listening to a lot uh, this year. Um, if, if Inside Counts by Bo Burnham, then that's definitely it. Um, but I also, oddly, because I, I don't like listening to classical music, but I do love the soundtrack from the 2019 Little Women. It's all, it's just very, like, calming to me. Um, never heard of that. Yeah. And I, I do have to give another shout out to Lilo and Stitch for that soundtrack, um, especially because Winona's cover of Burn in Love is, <laughs> it, it slaps. 
They have like two songs on that soundtrack that slap. I can't think of anything else. <laughs> the other one is like the Hawaiian roller coaster ride one. Mm, that's right. Yeah, my favorite soundtrack of all time is um, "Where the Wild Things Are" from the uh, from the movie. I actually never saw the movie. Yeah, you shouldn't see it. It's really it's pretty bad. It's 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 like ugh. But uh, the the soundtrack in itself, it's made by Karen O, who is okay the lead singer of the band. Yeah, yeah, yes. Okay. Um. And it's basically just her and a group of children <laughs> singing, just singing tunes. And it's absolutely incredible. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Like, I would say half the album, they're just humming. They're like humming, hu- humming and like making dog noises, which sounds really weird, but it's like <laughs> so freaking amazing. Yeah, I can't imagine watching this in theaters. I can't either. Especially not in a theater where there's no one around. I'm definitely going to sleep. Also, just so over the song. I never cared for this song to begin with. And then it just became overplayed and used everywhere. And I'm just over it. You probably feel uh, how that how that monkey's looking right now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I don't know this song. The Coldplay song. Oh, Coldplay. Yeah, Coldplay's cool. I take pride in not knowing (laughs) pop songs, like major (laughs) mainstream pop songs. Yeah, this definitely sounds like Coldplay. That high note. Yeah. (laughs) Weird freaking movie.
Why is he hating on him? Oh my god. <laughs> like, he's just a kid. Did they... Am I missing something? Did they build that up? Like, they have, like, this animosity towards each other? I have no idea. I think it was just that, like, he just wasn't doing well in the, like, the monkey's dance class. Mm -hmm. But this acapella thing is odd. I feel like that would have been a better movie. Just show him trying to overcome his dance teacher. Kind of like Whiplash. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no way. Do you have an artist that you just never been into? Uh, oh, I'm sure there's so many, honestly. Um, yeah, yeah. There's always somebody for for everyone. <laughs> yeah. Um. What about Drake? Are you are you into Drake? No, I get yeah. So I guess. He's one that I just never really cared to get into. Wow. Not no specific reason. His early work is absolutely amazing. I actually think the only song of his I like actually know is Hotline Bling. Oh my god. Not the main I don't think I know any other song. <laughs> Hmm. Okay, what about what about Vanessa Carlton? You ever got into her? No. She she her her really big song is like a thousand miles, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. That's the only one of hers that I know. I feel like I was still like pretty young when that one came out. Yeah. Yeah, her first album's amazing. I remember, I remember as a kid, I, I watched MTV Cribs and she was on there. Okay. And she had such a lovely home. And she was like, a thousand miles, it paid for this entire home. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm sure it's the same for um, Natasha Bedingfield. Like, again, I only know her two really big hits. Um, like unwritten and impeccable of sunshine, but like there are a few. I'll say every now and again I'll revisit the same thought and like share the same thought. It's like you know, mm -hmm. Natasha released unwritten, and that was like a huge song that helped. It's like really one of like these songs of our generation, especially with it being the theme song for the hills. And she easily could have retired after that. She didn't have to write another song. She didn't have to release another song. But, like, she still was making music. And then 
she puts out Pocket Full of Sunshine, which becomes legendary due to its use in Easy A. So, like, Natasha Benningfield is just a woman of the people, wow. honestly. Like, she, she didn't have to keep giving us music, and yet she did. Speaking of Easy A, I have to admit something to you. An actress. You hate it, don't you? An actress that I cannot stand is Emma Stone. Oh. I cannot stand her. She's not one of my favorites, but I do love her. I think my actress that I cannot stand is Scarlett Johansson. <laughs> I can't put my finger on it. Why? She's I, actually, I cannot stand her. She's a lot better than, than uh, Emma Stone. <laughs> okay, you you maybe you're watching like her the wrong movies of her. I did really like her in Marriage Story. I thought she I really liked her in that one. Um, but just in general, I just don't like her. Mm. Constance Wu also really bothers me. Who's wait? I don't even know who that is. She was in um, Crazy Rich Asians, and then I, she was also in the show, um, I think it was called Fresh Off the Boat, but she was just, her. I didn't like her character in Crazy Rich Asians. I actually think it was more of her performance in it, like it was just so kind of like whiny. Um, yeah, so now she just bothers me. Yeah, I don't like that movie. I watched that for the podcast, too. Got it. I I, to, I told my friend who was who was a guest on that one. I was like, "This is just Instagram to movie." <laughs> yeah, yeah. I did um, that movie. I was introduced to Henry Golding in that movie, and he's just beautiful. So thank you for that. Um, <laughs> but also Gemma Chan, who played his cousin. I really like her. So I need to see, I want to see like more of what she's been in, but I really enjoyed her in that movie. Mm. Are you a fan of um, Aquafina? Yes and no. <laughs> um, I <laughs> I watched all of her show, Nora from Queens, mm-hmm. um, and I liked the earlier stuff more than the later, but I also saw her movie, um, the farewell. Oh, isn't that the one about like her, um, oh. like her grandma or something like passing away? Yes, I heard that's emotional. It was, it was so good. I uh, joked with one of my coworkers. I was like, it was honestly just like a really cheap EMDR session because <laughs> I was just like crying through the whole thing, just like silently in my chair because it was like I was able to like real uh, relate to it a lot. Mm-hmm. So I was able to like actually process my experience uh where i wasn't able to in real time um yeah it was just so well done and so good but yeah very very cheap uh emdr and therapy session for me Mm. yeah everyone everyone has to have at least one of those movies on their list that's a complete therapy session 
Yeah, it sounds like you're just babe pig in the city. No, that's just a tearjerker. <laughs> I don't know if that's like if that should count as a therapy session. Man, a therapy session movie. Um, a therapy session movie. Okay, I feel like I have a few that I can name. Oh, okay, okay, I have two I can name. So the first one. <laughs> First one is going to be the Tracy Fragments. That's a, a therapy session. It's it okay. stars uh, my favorite actor of all time, Elliot Page. And okay, yeah, yeah. It's uh, when he was like, I want to say eighteen, I think, when he when he did that role. But um, yeah, it's basically about um. Uh, a, a teenage girl and her little brother goes missing uh and she's kind of like hallucinating in a sense like does she have an actual brother or is she just going crazy and oh. yeah and, and and it shows her like in therapy sessions talking about it and how she's so vulgar and the way she speaks and her being such an outcast in school and all this uh-huh. stuff. So, yeah, that's a therapy session for me. And um, the other one would, would be like a romantic comedy that I uh, that I love just right. That's a therapy session. <laughs> yeah, because I love writing. And that movie's all about like, if you love it, you need to do it. <laughs> Do you have a do you have a favorite error? A favorite what? Like a, a a favorite error that like you would live in, want to live in? Oh. I maybe I would want to go back to the nineties, but I would but like as a teenager or like Uh or like my current age now like my late 20s like teens to 20s in in the 90s um because i was like i i mean i was born in 94 so like 90s kid but just barely so i didn't really get to experience it um so i think i'd like to go back and have like experienced it and with a new lens and get to actually appreciate it yeah, there is no just barely. I was born in 94, too. Yeah. Yeah, so you get it. It's like we're 90s kids, but not really. No, it is really. We are 90s kids. <laughs> <laughs> it's awesome. Would your would your birthday happen to be in March? No, I'm September. Oh, okay. Never mind. No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. That means you're a uh, a Virgo. No, wait, that's not what that is. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Nice. 
My God, that's the person from this guitar case. Oh, was that like his ex or something? Maybe. I didn't fully catch that part when he was like talking about her, but mm. someone significant to him. Yeah. Why is that the biggest fuel for for people? Like the heartbreak. <laughs> <laughs> People make the best work of their life after a heartbreak. I really do. I had a, a friend um, who's a, a songwriter and, and producer, and um, their girlfriend at the time, they used to joke, and she would say to him, like when he was in a writer's block or in a rut with mm. like song ideas or something, she would say like, oh, well, like, should we break up for the content? Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, that's a that's a Boy Meets World yeah. episode. Yeah, and then they broke up for real, and there was content. <laughs> it's like I didn't mean I didn't mean really. Don't really break up with me. Yeah. Um, you know what? I'm I would be really interested to watch an animated movie like this. Only besides pop, it's just straight up indie music. Yes. Why are they just floating? Like, why are they in the air? <laughs> it's the experience. Just enjoy it. <laughs> Are they at least like harnessed in? So weird. Were you a fan of um, Pitch Perfect? No. Those are awful movies, aren't they? Yeah. (laughs) They're so bad. My parents and I rented uh, the first one for like New Year's Eve. We were watching it. And all three of us looked at each other and we were like, what are we watching? And we (laughs) didn't even finish it because it was just, it hurt too much. Yeah, I don't know how those movies got so, you know what? I think it was, they're like perfect teenage theater movies. Like just go to the theaters with a group of people and just have fun. Don't ever watch this by yourself. (laughs) And that stupid cup song that Anna Kendrick did. Yeah, I've I've always felt like Anna Kendrick should have been a lot bigger than what she is now. This guy is definitely a a true music industry asshole. <laughs> yeah.
<laughs> the little dogs. <laughs> you see that? Just two yeah. really funny, cute moments. I'm giving this movie a 9 out of 10. <laughs> Whoa. I'm joking. I'm joking. Yeah. Thank God this movie's about to end. Like, honestly, I think they would have been better off just making this into a series, and then every episode is about a pop song. Yeah. Um, that's what they're doing now. I just looked on Disney Plus today, and they have, like, the Night, Night at the Museum, the animated movie now. Oh, I don't know how I feel about that. <laughs> I like the I like the first movie, but then I just thought like it didn't need to continue. Right. I think this could have done well, like you were saying, like a series, like a but like a limited series. So like break it down if you wanted to do like more of a movie style, break it down into like sixty minute um episodes or short films mm-hmm. and just do like a limited run yeah yeah this should have been what what glee what glee was yes i never got into glee neither have i but i get it <laughs> I can honestly say none of these characters stood out. All right, well, I, I think guess the only that's... one that. Oh, what were you gonna say? Oh, yeah, I think the only one that stood out to me was the iguana, just because I'm so confused. Yeah. Oh, she does have there a fake her eye. eye again. <laughs> but then she, I... but then what happened to like her hair? God. Matthew McConaughey is in this. What what animal was he? And who was Reese? Scarlett Johansson. I don't. What? Th- these are not voice actors, so <laughs> they do not no. stand out in their roles. Pharrell Williams. Cool. Get out of here. I do love Chelsea Peretti. I don't know who that is. Uh, she played Gina Linetti on Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Uh. Um, yeah. And Eric Andre. I did. I watched his the last Netflix movie he did. I think it was like Bad Trip. Mm-hmm. Um, like that prank movie. I actually really enjoyed it. Like it was absurd. <laughs> but I loved it for some reason. Just like uh, Between Two Ferns. I had no idea that was a series. 
And I just watched the movie like blindly and having no clue what's going on. <laughs> I was like, this is the most absurd thing I've ever seen. And yet one of the greatest things I've ever seen. Wow. Well, all right. Well, that's the movie. Um, so, you know, yeah. at the end of the podcast, we guess I say an appreciation we have for the film because this is obviously somebody's favorite movie out there so yeah i'll start with you what, what would you rate the movie and then what can you appreciate about it um i'd probably rate it like a six that's um, being generous <laughs> yeah yeah that's it's a generous six and i do have to say i appreciate the soundtrack um because it was a lot of like mainstream pop, but then there were some more like unexpected songs um, that you wouldn't think would be like in a, like a kids or family movie and mm-hmm. for 2021. Um, so I do appreciate the range in the soundtrack. Hmm. Yeah, this is a, uh, definitely a musical type movie where the soundtrack it seems like it was made for the soundtrack itself yeah awesome uh for me personally i'm gonna give this a three (laughs) 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 um i kind of have to i think again obviously a clear standout is the soundtrack and i can appreciate that this movie does have a love for pop music and it does have a, uh, a like a love for, I guess, making kids happy within its music because that's a big yeah. thing throughout the film. But um, again, this is the reason why I fell out of touch with uh, uh, animated movies. This this film is no different than the other three hundred animated films that came out this year, or last year, or the years before. For sure. Yeah. So. I will say the one thing that the first movie that comes to mind that's different from is Inside Out. Mm. So I guess that could be more of like a serious, more on the serious side of a of an animated movie. Yeah, but all all Pixar movies are somewhat serious, kind of. Yeah. So there's always that underlying theme and message. Yeah, yeah, that's very that's very true. Um, um, another thing I would I would uh, conversate about this movie is the actors are not voice actors, and I mentioned that before. Mm-hmm. Um, clearly, I guess it's just star power to say like, "Hey, look who's in this movie! Come see the movie!" But I think it really could have benefited from just having some actual voice actors do these do these animal characters. Yes, I feel that for sure. Definitely, definitely star power just to get people to the theaters and probably is to attract, like, try to attract a wider audience too than just kids. Most definitely. Okay. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's our overall thoughts. I'm still waiting on this album that you're going to give me. <laughs> you might have to wait until tomorrow. Uh, probably will have to sleep on it because it's going to bother me. That's a, it's a lot of pressure. Wow. Um, but yeah, I'll, I'll send it to you for sure. You'll you'll get a link. Okay. 
Awesome. 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 Well, thank you again for being a part of the podcast. Yeah, thank you. Um, all right, Starfighters, that is the podcast. If you are watching this on YouTube, you can comment below or listening to us wherever you get your podcasts, leave a review, and I will see you on the next one. But until then, victory or death, Starfighters.